Hi, I'm Holly. And I'm Haley. Welcome to Mountain Mysteries, Tales from Appalachia. Welcome back. This is episode 60. Whoa. The magic six zero. Just think 40 more and we will reach our 100. Wow. I know. That's crazy. I know. Haley keeps coming back for more. I don't know why. Uh, you know. But this time I came out to her. You did. You did. We're at our um, location. Yes. That's not my house. That's correct. My parents have your child. That's correct. So you are child-free for a few hours. And I was so excited today. <laughs> I was driving here and I was like, yes. All I could hear in my head was like, freedom. <laughs> that, that brave heart, freedom. I was so excited. And I know your parents are really excited and mm-hmm. that makes me happy. Um, but it also makes me want to stay out for a couple hours yeah we're definitely gonna like wrap this up maybe go find some lunch and (laughs) then go back and get your kid yeah yeah let's take some time yeah let's not go crazy no we've got time we've got (laughs) got plenty of time before i need to be a responsible parent listen you can be irresponsible for just a little bit longer oh my being irresponsible is we've had like a cup of coffee and sat in a room and talked about murder exactly exactly so you know our like side gig yeah yep well Haley, i'm excited because this week i have an elderly murder for you i hate that i know i'm excited i shouldn't say that um you know Haley tends to bring the child murders Mm -hmm. which you guys know is for me like ugh. And she has a really hard time with the elderly. I do. I do. But, you know, we're going to power through. We are. It's going to be all right. It's going to be all right. I'll I'll get you a bag to blow in, you know, whatever you need. I got like half a cookie over here, so I feel like I'm going to do all right. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So let's get into this. We are dropping in in December of 1989, and we are going to Asheville, North Carolina. Woohoo! Woohoo! That's right. I'm so, eating my cookie. I'm sorry. That's okay. I will allow it. <laughs> I was eating a bagel earlier, so we're good. Um, so in December of 1989, the number one song is "We Didn't Start the Fire" by Billy Joel. I love that song. Yeah. Harry Truman, Doris Day, Red China, Johnny Ray, South Pacific, Walter Whitchell, Dodo Maggio. I can't do that part, but I can do the chorus. I won't. <laughs> But I can't. Just the way to start the fire. <laughs> I love that song too. And actually, in um, what was it? High school, I think my teacher made us take sections of it to talk about the history because it actually mm-hmm. has a ton of history yeah, in the song. It's really interesting. It really is. And it gets to even, it's, he stops in obviously 1989 because mm-hmm. that's, he did a span from 49 to 89. Um, and it's great because it has like you know bacon reagan palestine terror on the airline it's just neat it's so much history anyway so if you haven't heard that we didn't start the fire at that point was the number one song the i love lucy christmas episode was shown on television for the first time in 30 years it was actually a lost episode like they hadn't been able to find it it aired originally um in 19 whatever, 50 or something like that, Um, 52, but they hadn't been able to find it. So they found it again and they were able to re-air that. So that was sort of like a lost little token. Interesting. Yeah. 
<clears throat> well, on December 11, 1989, it was a Sunday evening for an elderly couple who went to bed at their home that was 1,344 square feet um, at 37 Rock Hill Place. This is in the southern Biltmore area of Asheville. If you're familiar with the area, um, it's in and around what they call Shiloh. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I was like, oh, this South Asheville is such a like vast, vast expanse of what's considered Asheville because you have, and even like economic status wise, like South Asheville has like really, really like million dollar homes. Yes. And then you have more poor communities, which Shiloh is a pretty. It's a um, more. Um, a lower socioeconomic, mm-hmm. I would say, area, yeah. which is interesting because it is literally across the street from Biltmore Forest, mm-hmm. which is like a million, million dollars, multi million dollar homes. Yes. Celebrities live there. Yes. I had some friends who lived in Shiloh, and it's a really, like, I think it's a really neat It's a really neat community. community. It's really tight knit. It's really like older homes. A lot of older homes, really pretty, like older homes. But, yes. you know, there is, you know, you can definitely, there's a difference in, you know, economic earnings. Absolutely. And those two. They have a grocery store kind of right there in the middle. And it is the most diverse grocery store you will ever go to um, because you have people who will come up in these like big escalades that, you know, clearly they are extremely well off. Um, And then you have folks who are kind of in the middle and then folks who are, you know, really struggling. And it's, it's just a really interesting view of truly it's it's diverse Mm -hmm. if you walk into that grocery store you're like wow this is this is the epitome of diversity yeah and it's you know it's kind of a sad like i think it speaks to people who've moved into the area and you know it's really it's usually not locals who are living in these multi-million dollar homes um so it's yeah it's kind of a touchy subject absolutely i'd say um but yeah, there's a Shiloh's a really it's a really neat area and a lot of rich rich history there. Absolutely, and you know part of the neat thing about that neighborhood was that in 1989 it was kind of a quiet, safe neighborhood that many elderly individuals mm-hmm. lived in. Um, and one of the other benefits for this elderly couple was that. Um, their brother lived next door, like 300 feet away. So they had family nearby. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that just enhances that sense of feeling safe and warm in your community, you know? So Aline McMahon was 75 years old, and she was so excited because her birthday was coming up that Tuesday. She was going to be turning 76. She had made plans to get together with family and celebrate, uh, her husband, his name was Cleve McMahon. Cleve. C- Cleve, yeah. I love that. I, and talk about closeness. His name was Cleve. <laughs> he was 79, uh, and his birthday was coming up in just a few weeks. On December 31st, he was going to be 80. Oh, wow. Um, so there was a lot of celebration going on, not to mention Christmas was right around the corner. Yeah. So there was a lot going on for this family, and they were super excited about it all. Um, the couple had been semi-retired for over a decade. Nice. Um, Aline had worked previously as a secretary, and Cleve had been a painter. 
Um, They were currently employed part-time at the Tire Barn, which it is still open uh, in the Shiloh area. Uh, It's a local tire shop that was very close to their home. And again, uh, she worked there, Aline worked there as a secretary, and her husband helped with taking on and off the tires and doing that kind of thing. Um, They got along well with their colleagues, even though some people reported that Cleve was a bit of a grump. I mean, he's 80. You make it that far in life, you probably have a right to be grumpy. You have a right to be grumpy. Um, But they said he was a really private person. He Mm -hmm. liked to kind of keep to himself and gave off that impression of being very reserved. Yeah. But his family stated that once you got to know him, there was like no finer man. Like had like a heart of gold. Really great people. Uh, They were active members of their church. They attended Boiling Springs Baptist. They had been married for over 50 years. Wow. Yeah. It's impressive. I, I feel like nowadays being married for five years is a real It's goal. like you've done it. Yeah. You've it's made like, it. That is relationship goals right there. You've made it five whole years. Good job. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> uh, they had moved to the area that they were living in uh, 20 years earlier. And like I mentioned, they felt really safe enjoyed their neighbors you would often see them interacting with neighbors friends walking uh, around it just it felt nice and, and comfy for them mm-hmm. so the next morning at 9 30 on monday december 12th cleve's sister her name was foy f-o-y lance i love that like just foy. random names foy <laughs> she arrived at the couple's house because she was bringing presents for aline's birthday now Cleve and Aline uh, were always off work on Mondays, mm-hmm. uh, but would probably be working that like Tuesday. So Foy decided, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and drop off the gifts early and enjoy some time with them since they're off work today. It was reported that when Foy drove up to the house, she noticed that the storm door was broken and the main door to the house was standing wide open. Oh, it's not good. Right? So... Foy instantly felt that something was wrong. You know, Aline and Cleve never left their door open like that. Right. Um, and of course, seeing that the screen door was broken just caused a little bit more panic. So she walked into the house, she enters the dining room, and she starts calling out for them. She receives no response. So she began to get scared. Mm-hmm. I, I would too. Yeah. I'm sure you would feel your heart rate would be elevated. I think at this point for me would be the point where I just ran out and called 911. I don't know if I would pursue it further. I probably would. I'd be really panicked though. Yes. Like, like I have to find them would mm-hmm. kind of be my mentality. And it's bad that my mind automatically goes to dark places. Uh, but if they're, the screen door is messed up and I'm not hearing from them, I don't know. I wouldn't just assume like, oh. Oh, no, I would assume that they were probably dead, but I would have to find them, (laughs) you know? Yeah, for your own peace of mind, yeah. I would rather let the police find them and not have that image in my head. I get that. Yeah, yeah. So uh, she slowly, uh, with, with some fear and trepidation, walked towards the couple's bedroom she stopped short when she saw Aline's foot mm. uh, and slowly moved into the bedroom to find both Aline and Cleve on the floor of their room with their heads facing the exact same direction. Mm. 
It wasn't like it was a ghastly, bloody scene. She reports only noticing a small amount of blood on Cleve's pajamas. So she leaned down and she touched Aline, who was absolutely cold to the touch. <laughs> so she realized at that point that Aline was dead. Um, Foy just didn't have the heart to touch her brother Cleve. Uh, she just was so fearful that he was dead too. She just couldn't do it. I could see that. I'm so sad. Because, I mean... Already, the panic that you would feel, it would just be too much. Yeah. So she quickly ran out of the house to Aline's brothers. Um, and she said, you know, we need to call the ambulance. Yeah. So they did. Uh, in between that time, Foy returned to the house to wait on the police. And she noticed that Cleve was still alive. <gasps> Cleve! But barely. Oh, Cleve. She stayed with him. Um, and it took 15 minutes for responders to come to the scene. And in that time, he passed away. No, Cleve. I know, I know, right? I was so <gasps> hopeful, like, maybe he survived. Cleve. Upon autopsy, it was discovered that the couple had been beaten to death. No. Investigators at the crime scene concluded that the motive was robbery as several big ticket items were missing from the house. I'm so upset. While police interviewed multiple suspects, no one was ever identified. And over time, the case went cold. <sighs> hate that so here you have an elderly couple living in seemingly you know at this point in time a really safe neighborhood love their neighbors everybody thought very highly of them and and i want to state they weren't rich people you know they weren't affluent you know they weren't yeah. super affluent you know i think they were el an elderly couple living on retirement and what they made from the tire barn, you know? Right. So so it wasn't like people knew, oh yeah, there's there's a rich family. Yeah. So years and years and years go by, um, and just nothing happens on this case, which to me would be so frustrating as the family. I'm frustrated and I just learned about it. Are you? Yeah. Well I have good news for you. <gasps> do you? Yes, I do. Great, great, ready? great. Yes, so great. Okay. All right. On May 27th, 2017, so we're talking almost 28 years yeah. after this murder. That's crazy. A felon in Indiana was out on parole. Um, he had served 20 years in prison for a crime that was, it was never revealed in the information that I found, but he had served 20 years. So it was a pretty significant crime. Um, so he is out on parole and ends up violating it because he is in possession of a substance. He actually had a syringe on him. Mm, yeah. It's not good. So upon being arrested and taken in for booking, uh, the felon, otherwise known as Eric Robert Begley, age 42, informed jail staff that he needed to speak with an investigator about a crime that occurred years earlier. So wait, how old would he have been in 89? 14. The hell? Stick with me. Okay. <laughs> I'm with you. Yeah. I'm a Talk about teen angst. Wow. Really um, so, upset about it. Yeah. So at 2 o'clock in the morning, a deputy and a state trooper come in to interview Begley. Okay. wonder if they gave him a speeding ticket. <laughs> I just, I saw state trooper and I was like, that feels I weird. mean, I know they have like an investigative branch. But when oh, really? I think, yeah, but, because... But I think, like, car crimes or... Yeah, well, they have um, investigators because there was a incident, like, below my house. Um, <laughs> oh, is that why it started? 
<laughs> yeah, there was an incident like near um, where I live, and they had to wait for investigators from like State Highway Patrol to get there to like look at the vehicle. Okay. To so, like investigate like what had happened. But I understand that because it's related to a vehicle. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. a suspicious car accident or dead body found in a car. Like that makes sense. But somebody who just wants to tell you about a murder and isn't specifying like, hey, this is about a couple dead bodies in a car. I, it just seems odd. I mean, I don't know. Maybe that's just who they have handy at 2 a.m. Yeah, maybe. Like, let's pull that state trooper, you know? Or maybe there's a lot more that they do that we don't know about. There could very well be. And if you're a state trooper and you want to tell us Let us know. Hit us up, and we'll tell you how to do that at the end of the episode. Yes, 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 definitely. State troopers, stay tuned. Exactly. So the deputy (laughs) and the state trooper come in, 2 a.m. Begley, who is also known as his street name, Deuce. Like poop? Like deuce, like two. Like Like two? Like deuces, deuce, two. Okay. Not to be confused with dose, which is the Spanish word for two, but deuce, two. Not to be confused. Isn't that slang for poop also, though? Could be. (laughs) And there's also dictionary this. Please hold. Which his name was not douche. Right. That's Um, a whole different thing. That's a different thing. Uh, He was deuce. That's what he called himself. That's what he was known as on the street. So he begins to tell them how he killed a couple in North Carolina in 1989 during a robbery. He gave them a three-hour statement declaring that at the time he was only 14 years old. Police state that Begley, otherwise known as Deuce, uh, didn't work alone and that he had an accomplice. But so far, no one has been identified. That's crazy. Deuce was charged with two counts of first-degree murder and was extradited from Indiana to North Carolina to await trial. So this is where my story ends because I couldn't find any details in the trial. And chances are it hasn't happened yet. That's probably true. Because of COVID. Yeah. But here's another interesting factoid. When I tried to look him up in the North Carolina department system, Mm -hmm. he should be in jail. He's not in there, um, and it could just be because he hasn't been convicted. True. So he may be sitting in, in a North Carolina jail somewhere. Um, but I, I couldn't find more information about him past 2017, like July of 2017. Hmm. Did you find out what Deuce meant? I did, but I was waiting for a point to where it wasn't inappropriate. Okay, let's go back. What does Deuce mean? Deuce, okay, so Urban Dictionary did. Um, to drop a deuce means to make a number two. So he's going around calling himself poop? Yes. I mean, if he killed two people, he is a piece of shit. I mean, so. yeah. That literally means, like, let's see if I can find it in a, um, in, in slang terms. What up? Yeah. I'm poop. Person one. Dang, man. Where have you been? Person two. Sorry, I had to drop a deuce. <laughs> I swear I'd heard that before, and I was like, that means poop. So old. That's it. 
You're welcome. Was it a thing as like a toddler? Somebody's like, come here, doo-doo head. And he's like, yeah, it's going to be my street name. Like, I don't know. It's, <laughs> you know, that's just weird. Deuce. Maybe know. he, I mean, yeah, because no, two, number two. Poop. Maybe he has some gastrointestinal problems. Maybe. So, I mean, it is apropos. Yeah, I like that. Or maybe he's just a piece of shit, and so it's like, what do I, and he knows that, and he's saying, he's it, accepted he's like, it. I'm deuce. He's accepted that that part of himself. Okay. <laughs> God. So that's yeah, that's for yeah, you. Yeah. So the the trial for uh, the piece of shit, aka deuce, has not occurred um, yet, as far as I'm aware. But I'll keep you guys posted when and if that occurs. And I mean, not when, but or excuse me, not if, but when. Um, so I can tell you that Deuce was a habitual offender. Mm. He was actually linked to a May of 2017 armed robbery of a gas station in Sullivan County, Indiana. Jeez. And charges for that robbery are actually on hold due to um, Indiana PD like waiting to see what goes on with the trial in North Carolina. So that's gotcha. taking precedence because it's a murder. Murder of a robbery. I can also tell you that Cleef's sister, Foy, the one who found them, mm-hmm. um, she lived until 2003. Oh. She actually outlived all of her siblings. Wow. And there were seven siblings, which included two girls and five boys. Um, she was 89 years old when oh, she wow. passed away. So. Foy uh, continued to to live on about 14 years past this um, into definite old age. And I think about her and I think how, you know, you always want to have those positive, great memories about your family and hold mm-hmm. on to that. And I think sometimes that gets marred when you walk into something like that. Yeah. Um, that, and you, I think you would ask yourself, why do I have to be the person to have seen that, yeah. to have found them? I don't know. That's that would be really tough. So I really I think about um, the McMahon family and the extended family and, and what they go through um, when you're dealing with this kind of thing and how scary that would be. And and there was a lot of talk in the articles that I read, which we will link um, in the episode description. But you know that talked about the neighbors who had said, you know, I always kept my door unlocked because we live in a safe neighborhood yeah. and I never thought anything about it and now it really scares me. Um, we also have to think about Deuce was 14. I know. I thought about that too. I'm like, what the heck did this kid go through to become a murderer at 14? At 14. What was his trauma history? I'm like, you don't just, like your normal, happy, well-developed 14-year-old doesn't just start murdering people. No. I mean, normally, I'm sure there are some outliers, but... Well, and, and if you have murdered before... <laughs> Let us know. Well, no, 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 no. I'm saying that if at 14 you commit murder and you have a criminal history that spans all these years, who's to say that he hasn't murdered someone else? Oh, no. and he may end up being linked to someone else. Something that I will give Deuce here... Is that uh, he finally admitted to it. He finally coughed to it. Because, yeah. I mean, they had no evidence. Right. I mean, he could have taken that to the grave. He totally could have. But for a reason or another, he decided to admit to it, which I'm glad. I'm glad yeah. for the sake of this family. Me now too. there just needs to be justice. Um, but at 14, was it drug-related? And, again, he was with someone else. Was he just the, you know, was he just there? 
Exactly. Did he actually pull the trigger? Um, or uh, pull the trigger? It wasn't a gun. They were beaten to death. Bludgeon. Did he actually bludgeon these individuals, or was it someone else? Was he the getaway car? Um, what was happening? Was it some type of like initiation right. type thing? Uh, was it robbery with the intent to sell and, and like buy drugs? Yeah. Or you know, young people are stupid. They and are. It may have been he may have they may have had the weapon on them just to intimidate them mm-hmm. into stealing and maybe somebody made a wrong move or somebody said something or attempted to call the cops and that's when that started. So I mean you really just don't know how this unfolded and again I don't have any more information than I'm presenting to you right now, which yeah. drives me nuts. Yeah. Because <laughs> I, mean, I want to know so much more. Um but I am yeah, I'm hopeful that choices. the, and I would guess because the murder occurred in Buncombe County, that this is where the court case will be. Um, so hopefully in the next year or so, this will come to trial and he will get his justice and a lot more will probably come out specifically about the murders. And I'm also hopeful that they will find um, this person who collaborated with him on this murder. Yeah, I'm hoping that he names some names. I hope so too. And he may do some type of plea deal uh, if he names names Yeah, that, that might be offered. Or even maybe uh, the death penalty taken off the table. We see that quite often. Yeah, North Carolina, I don't think we're a death penalty state anymore, are we? It changes so frequently. It does. It I changes all the time. I don't, think, I don't we think we are. are. I think no. Texas... Right. And well, Texas is doing its own thing down there. Um, Florida, maybe? Yeah. I don't know if there's any Some more. Midwestern states. Maybe, yeah. Um, anyway. But yeah, I don't know. So um, I, it just could be some type of plea deal where he doesn't get life. Or yeah. maybe he gets life, but with the possibility of parole or something yeah. to that effect. So who knows? But nonetheless, I will keep you updated uh, if I find out more information. So wild yeah so that is my Asheville elderly murder that's crazy yeah but I'm really excited that we actually had a conclusion to this me too you know even though there are still a lot of questions that come with it yeah anyway so um if you guys have a a nickname or if if you know a deuce. If you are a state trooper and have any insight and into if, exactly. your investigative processes, let yes, us know. Yes, please fill us in because that was a little, I was taken aback by that, you know. Yeah, that's a little crazy. Like, deuce, can you, spool, you know, pull over? We have to talk. I know. I don't know. It's a little strange. So anyway, but if you do want to let us know a little bit more state troopers about what you do, we would love to learn. Yes. Let us know about your nicknames, uh, cool or stupid. Uh, how do they do that? <laughs> so you can uh, send us an email at mountainmysteries.appalachian at gmail.com. Find us on Facebook at Mountain Mysteries Tales from Appalachia. And find us on Instagram at mountainmysteries.appalachia. And you can also find us on our Patreon at patreon.com slash mountainmysteries. Patreon's cool. I'm just saying it. Um, if you have a little bit extra and you want to hear a little extra from us, that's the opportunity to jump on that Patreon. And we we have gotten more Patreon subscribers. So mm-hmm. We are mighty grateful. Um, we are. Do want to let my mom know? I saw that she yes. subscribed. I think initially she had subscribed to somebody else by accident, <laughs> and she was like, "Uh oh." She kept saying, "I did," and I was like, "No, mom, you didn't." Um, so. 
Haley did not get the email. Haley did not get the email, so you didn't, Mom. Uh, so, no, she she has. So, thank you, Mom. I really appreciate it, and I think she's looking forward to... I, I think the last episode that she listened to at the podcast was an episode that aired in May, and she just listened to it recently. Love so that. She is eons behind. Love that for her. She's got some are, catching up. This is episode 60, so definitely. Yeah. Uh, Haley, do you want to do a shout-out? Sure. Um, we are going to shout out this week, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Love Myrtle Beach. I haven't been in many, many years. Yeah. But we used to go um, when I was a kid. I went, I think we were still working together. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I, that trip. Uh, yeah, that was, a, that was an interesting trip. Um, <laughs> anyway, but, uh, we will always remember that we trip. We will. We uh, will. Yeah. So anyway, uh, it is really beautiful. We would often stay on the north North yeah, Myrtle North Beach Myrtle. Side, which is a lot more residential and a lot a lot more calm because it's a little crazy on yeah, the strip there. The strip's kind of like almost got like a spring break vibe. Sort of. It's um, kind of intense. Yeah, it's very like busy. If you wanna party, like it's got a good like yeah. night scene and I'm too old to party. I I'm so excited if I am asleep at nine. Yeah. I'm like, woohoo. I was in bed last night by eleven and I felt really good about that. Me too. I had actually just finished my stories and I was like, it's 11 p.m. I closed the laptop and turned around and went to sleep. It was phenomenal. Yes. Yes. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. So anyway, that being said, thank you, Myrtle Beach. We love you. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> See you next week. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.